0: Right off in Ephesians. So if you can turn with me there. Ephesians 4. I'm going to read 11 through 13. So now these gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ, This is going to continue until we all come to such a unity in the faith and knowledge of God's Son so that we will become more mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. God never intended. He gave us, you know, pastors and teachers and evangelists and prophets. He gave us all of these different areas and gifts so that we'd all come and grow into maturity. So with that being said, God never intended for us to stay babies all our lives. He never intended for us to just simply accept Jesus as our Lord and then live however and just be content with the fact that we're going to sneak on into heaven. He wants us to grow up in our knowledge and then also teach others how to follow him. And so that's what God wants for us. And I don't know about you, but I want to walk and be mature and walk in the fullness of what God's called me to. And in order, that, in order for me to reach that place, in order for you to reach that place, you have to be growing on a consistent basis. You have to be developing your gift and developing your knowledge and growing in your knowledge of God. And so um, that's God's desire. And that's why he gave some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers so that we would be edified, built up, and that we could grow into mature children or adults in the Lord. Amen? So I'm constantly um, telling the Lord, Lord, show me what's going to bring me to the next level. Show me what's going to bring me to the next level. Um, and guess what? He always responds. <laughs> and sometimes, I don't know about you, but um, when you were young, did you get growing pains? You know, younger years, you kind of remember your leg aches and stuff like that. Um, and it's not always a pleasant feeling, is it? But eventually those are going to go away, and eventually you'll become the height that you're supposed to be and walk in the fullness of stature that you're supposed to walk in. Well, it's really the same thing spiritually. Sometimes it's not comfortable to grow, and sometimes we love just to sit back and take it easy and not constantly work at something. And just, you know, we get kind of comfortable in our own skin and kind of comfortable where we're at, and we stop growing. And that should not be the case because God has so much more for each and every one of us to walk in. And God has so much more blessing, but we're never going to know what that blessing is until we come to more knowledge of what he provided for us in the word. Amen. And so, Man, this is all about, this next level Christianity is all about kind of encouraging you that this is the way God intended that you'd keep on growing, that you'd keep on developing your knowledge of him, and that you would never stay stagnant and stay the same. When I think of stagnant, I think of a pond. What happens to a pond? (laughs) It gets really slimy. It gets really gross. um, There's no inflow, really, of water, um, and it's it's just stagnant. It just stays the same. Is the water there? Yes, it's there, but it gets slimy, it gets gross, it gets dirty. Nobody really wants to swim there right? You don't want to be a part of that pond. And so we don't want to be a pond, so to say, in our Christianity. We don't want to be okay with just the fact that, yes, we have Jesus, or yes, we might be filled with the Holy Spirit, but then just do nothing about it, not exercising uh, the gifts of the Spirit, not exercising our prayer language, you know, we're not pursuing God on a daily basis. And so God doesn't want us to be a stagnant pond, basically. He wants us to grow and to flow In his spirit and in his presence, amen? In uh, 1 Peter 2.2, it says this. Like newborn babies, he says, crave the pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up into your salvation. So babies, they crave milk because it's their nourishment. I'm going to show you in a little bit, but that, that God doesn't want you to just, throughout your adulthood, crave just milk. But... Like newborn babies, he tells us we should be desiring, and we talked about the word of God and how it's our protection last week. But we should be desiring the word of God because we desire to grow. I desire to grow. I desire to come into the fullness of what God has for me. So that means I am going to get my nose in this word, and I'm going to grow in my knowledge of him and know what he has for me and what his um, inheritance was that he left me. And I'm not going to know it unless I hear his word. Amen. And so like newborn babies desire sincere milk, we should desire the milk of the word of God so that we may grow. So if you're truly hungering and thirsting after God, you're going to acknowledge and get into the word of God. You're going to not forsake the assembling of yourself because you want to be among believers and encourage one another. What if it wasn't for you that day that you came to church? What if you were supposed to encourage another believer or lay hands on them and see them recover? There's, there's a lot of give and take and receive and deposit going on in the body of believers, and it's not always about whether you feel like going to church or not. It's about not forsaking the assembling of yourself so that God can use you, and then God can equip you so that you can go be used, Amen so we're getting filled up every every week but then throughout the week we should be in the word and in the presence of God so that we're getting filled up so we can go give it out get filled up so we can go give it out and that's like that's like a a flowing water not a not a stagnant water that's a water that is just constantly flowing constantly getting filled up and giving out and um it's like a river you know have you ever been um white water rafting or rafting of some kind. What kind of wa- rafting did you do with Tim? They did like a canoe, a kayaking. Anyways, and so it was on a stream or a river or whatever, and they, they kind of failed a little bit, and they tipped over a few times. <laughs> they came home with wet shoes and, and whatnot, but um, it was because the waters were flowing and they were you know moving along. And let's just say that you might be in a kayak in life, And you're on flowing river. You're pursuing God and you're praying and you're reading the word of God and you're not forsaking the assembling of yourself and you're coming into church and maybe at some point you mess up and you kind of tip over and you get, you know, things get messed up and and it's not, you know, in order the way God wanted it to be. Just get back in that canoe. Amen? Just keep serving God. Do not... Forsake the assembling of yourself. Do not pull away from the the sheepfold. It's your protection. It's where God can just kind of get you back online. Sometimes your toes get stepped on it so that you wake up because sometimes people fall asleep. (laughs) God wants us to constantly be filled with his spirit, filled with his word and the knowledge of him so that we can be alive in him, that we don't become stagnant and be comfortable with being a toddler or being a baby in the Lord. Do you guys know God created children when they're born, pretty much all they can do is lay there. They can make a sound and cry because they're hungry or they have a dirty diaper. Do you know some Christians are like that? (laughs) They come to church and all they want is to be fed, and I'm not going to talk about the other. But God does create children to grow and sooner or later as they mature and as they grow and get the word of God and get into God's presence sooner or later they can sit up on their own sooner or later they can start crawling maybe it's a belly crawl at first but hey they're moving in the lord they're serving god they're trying their best and and maybe they're not getting very far very fast but at least they're following the word of god and they're trying And then sometimes, you know, um, my son Jude, he used to get on all fours, hands down, legs down, but knees not down. And he could go so fast down the hall, and I have video of it, I could have played it. But um, he could go so fast down the hall on um, all fours, he kind of skipped a stage of crawling on his knees and he jumped right to that. And sometimes kids and, and people in the Lord can get so excited and so ambitious about the Lord that they can supersede and pass up those who have been in the Lord for 30 years. I've seen it happen. It's all about your desire and your hunger and thirst for God to move in your life. It's all about you desiring to not be a stagnant Christian or a baby Christian all your life, but actually accomplish something in and through you for the kingdom of heaven and give God glory. Amen. It's really an exciting thing to be used by God, and I know we're not all called to preach the word of God, but we are all called to preach the word out there, and we're all called to lay hands in the sick and see them recover because of Christ's power living in and through us. The word of God says we have this treasure in our vessel so that the power and the excellency of power might be revealed in and through us. So it's not just in and through the pastors, the prophets, evangelists, and teachers, but it's in and through you. We're here to equip you to go and do the work of God. And so we should be hungering and thirsting after God and getting filled up and then give it out. The word of God says, freely you have received, now freely go ahead and give it. And so we should be doing that because we're pursuing God, because we're hungering for more, because we're desiring him to use us, that we're we can't stop reading his word. We can't stop fellowshipping with other believers. We can't stop worshiping him um, because simply we want to walk in the fullness of what he has for us. Um, a friend of mine recently told me that the Lord told her she's a spiritual teenager. And she took that as like a, you know, a negative thing. But really, there's so many. I mean, she's only four years older than the Lord. Um, there's so many believers that have been believers for 30 plus years and still are babies or toddlers in the Lord because they're just not moving anywhere. Once they receive Jesus, maybe they even receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they just never did anything with it. They just haven't been setting their hand to anything that God can bless. They're filling a seat in church, and then the rest of the week they're just living their lives. That's not what God intended you for. He wants to fill your vessel. He wants to live and move and have his being in and through you. Amen. And so we need to desire. The only way that's going to happen is we have to have the desire to go to the next level with God. And so that's my prayer on a daily basis. Lord, show me what's going to bring me to the next level spiritually. Show me what's going to bring me to walk in the fullness of what you have for me. And sometimes they're easy, simple things like live a fasted lifestyle. He's not necessarily asking a 40-day fast. Sometimes he might. But to, to live life like putting your flesh down kind of on a consistent basis. Or maybe he might ask you to read 30 minutes a day instead of the 10 minutes a day that you were reading. Whatever it is he asks that is, he's showing you that because it's going to bring you personally to the next level. He won't tell us all the same exact thing because we're all at different places in our walks with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Psalms um, 107, verse 9 says, For he satisfies the thirsty, and he fills the hungry with good things. You're not going to go to the refrigerator if you're not hungry. Well, some men do. But... <laughs> You're not, sorry, I didn't mean to like turn towards you, but whatever. (laughs) You're not going to go to the refrigerator or the cabinet. I live with three men, by the way, um, one being my husband and two being my two grown children. Um, Had to clarify that. (laughs) But anyways, he fills the hungry with good things, but you have to, in order um, to receive those good things, you have to be hungry and pursue it. You're not going to go into the refrigerator in your house or your cabinets to find something to eat unless you're kind of hungry or bored, whatever the case. You're going to go, and you're going to eat something. You're going to take something, and you're going to fill your stomach. God wants us to be hungry and thirsty spiritually, and in order to get filled, we have to pursue it. It's not an automatic. And that's where people miss it. It's not an automatic to, yeah, I love God. I want to be filled with the fullness of God. I want to walk in the fullness of what he has for me and then just do nothing about it. We have to pursue God. He says in James four eight, draw close to God and He will draw close to you. You're the one who makes the decision, and then he, because you step forward, He steps forward. Amen. Until you're just united, <laughs> you're just one in the Spirit and one in the Lord. Until He said, you can say, and um, I live and I breathe, and you know He has my being. I'm He's living and breathing through each one of us. That was His desire is that he would use your vessel and walk this earth. Hallelujah. But like I said, you're not going to grow unless you pursue him. Um, So we are designed in the natural with our physical bodies to develop, to go from infant stage to sitting up to crawling and then eventually toddling along, walking, um, till full-on, run to where you feel like you're going to fall on your face, but it doesn't matter. You're so excited that you're running. A young child, when they start running, did you ever, I don't know if you ever babysat a child or had a child, but when they start running, they run so fast, I feel like they're just going to constantly fall on their face, and you're always, like, trying to hover them. But it's so good to let them run, to get their footing, and it's so good to see believers grow up in the knowledge of God and have such a passion and desire to pursue God and to let them run after it rather than trying to always protect them every little step of the way. If they don't learn from their mistakes, they just may never know or learn. And so God wants us to grow up in him and he wants us to be able to sprint in him. He wants us to be able to run this race and walk in the fullness of what he has for us and not worry so much about if we have everything just perfect. He'll get us right back on course. You know what I mean? Not worry about our canoe tipping. Um, We can get back in the canoe and go again. Amen. And so we need to just have the desire to pursue him and not worry about the mess-ups along the way. He'll get us back on course. Hallelujah. Second Peter 3.18, he says this. He says, but grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. How are we going to do that? We're going to read the word. We're going to listen to the word. We're going to grow in our knowledge of Jesus by hearing and reading the word of God. Again, that's You pursuing him. Sometimes the word of God says that he'll bring it back to your remembrance, the things that you've read. So sometimes he's bringing to you the word. But that's because you first sowed it into yourself. (laughs) You sowed it into your own heart, and then it produced a harvest, and he brings it back to your remembrance. Um, Colossians 1, let's turn there. Colossians 1, verses 9 through 10. Paul's praying for believers, and he says... We have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. That way you'll always live to honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Notice that you don't come to maturity instantaneously. He's praying for believers that they would grow in the knowledge and wisdom of God and that they would continually grow as they learn to know God better and better. We want to go to the next level, and I know sometimes we're really zealous and we want to be where that person is. You know, we, want to, we look at someone that we acknowledge and that we, you know, kind of lift up on a pedestal, and we want to be where they are. And, um, you know, a child cannot be an adult overnight, and it would be sad to, to, to skip that whole segment of life because there's so much to experience. There's so much excitement. You know, I would have never wanted to skip, even though when I was a teenager, I wanted to be an adult because that's how you are when you're a teenager. But... Um, I kind of wish I was a teenager a little bit longer because with adulthood comes a whole lot more responsibility. And so we, as spiritual, not to say that you should stay spiritual teenagers forever, but we need to embrace the process. We need to continually grow, and but just not get jealous of someone else who might be further down the road than us um, but just have a super passion and a desire to grow up into your knowledge and, and wisdom of the Lord Jesus and grow up into the fullness of what he has for you. But not get jealous of other believers. Um, enjoy that process. Um, and so Paul's praying for the believers that they would come. This is like his prayer when he's like, Once we heard you believed, we prayed that you would come to knowledge and wisdom and understanding regarding Jesus and that you would grow in maturity. So God's desire, ultimately, is that we would never just receive Jesus and uh, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then just stay there forever and not accomplish anything. He wants us to continually be being filled Paul talks about. He wants us continually growing in our knowledge of him. There's always more to be had of the Lord. There's there's no point in any person's life on the face of this earth that they know everything. Never. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher and bigger than our thoughts, as the heavens are higher than the earth. Amen. So he's so much bigger than our minds can comprehend. Paul prayed that we would know the height, the depth, the width, how big and how large his love, the God's love is. That It's just so big that we can't really ever fully understand it. But as we read the word of God, we come to more and more knowledge of how loving, how merciful, how um, because he loves us, he corrects us. We learn God's heart. We learn how much he loves us and what he did and how he paved the way for us by studying the word of God. And so everything that I've been studying in the word of God tells me that God doesn't want us to stay babies. He wants us to grow up in him. He wants us to continually learn. Um, that's really part of the reason why he had me start School of the Spirit, Revival MKE, is because I was teaching it as a series in our Wednesday night services, and the Lord spoke to me that it was to be a school of the Spirit, that it was to teach the body of Christ. Anyone who's hungering and thirsty, not just from our church, but just from anywhere. And man, it's awesome to see all the hungry hearts in Milwaukee and the surrounding areas because people are desiring to not just have Sunday morning Christianity. They want to experience God and they want to be used by God. And it's just been a really awesome time. Really, revival is reviving the hearts and lives of Christians, waking up the sleeping giants so they walk in the fullness of what God has for them. And You know, today we're laying a foundation that God wants you to be moved to the next level. He wants you to grow up spiritually, continually in your knowledge of the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, the Lord says, But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Another version says, But we all, as we basically, let me paraphrase this, that as we come to know the Lord, as we become believers We have the veil removed, and now we can see and reflect the glory of God. And then this version says, and we are changed into his same image, into the image of Jesus, into God's image, from glory to glory um, by the Spirit of the Lord. So he doesn't expect you and ever want you to just receive Jesus. And now he's in your heart and he's in your life, he wants you to receive him and then on a regular basis, basically, um, like with what he told me, like live a fasted lifestyle. How am I going to go to the next level? He says, live a fasted lifestyle. Put your flesh down on a daily basis. And, um, and so I want to be changed into his image, and it's going to be a process He says, as you've had the veil removed, you have the possibility of both seeing and reflecting the glory of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So there's that hope that the world would see the light on the inside of you. But it's going to get brighter and brighter as you're changing more and more into his image and to his likeness till somebody can see on you Christ is in you. We were at BW3's, me and my two older boys, after revival MKE, and we saw this young man. Is he here today? No. Okay. Um, we saw this young man, and we invited him. But um, I saw Jesus in him. I could see him, and he. I asked him outright. Oh, I said, "Are you a Christian?" I was like, "This is a weird question, but are you a Christian?" He goes, "I used to be," and I was like, "You used to be." I said, um, "Well, for, to him, Christian was going to church," and um, but I could see that he was a believer. I just. I could see Jesus in him, and um, basically his grandmother raised him and would bring him to church and stuff like that, but when he got older, he didn't have a way to church and stuff after she had passed, and I did invite him to church because now he's older and, you know, has a car and things, but... um, so I just encouraged him. I was like, God wants you back in church again. I was, like, God, I was like, you invited Jesus in your heart, and he's like, yes. I was like, well, he's still there. It wasn't uh, used to be. He's still there. He didn't go and move out, you know. But I was like, sometimes we get distracted in life. But God wants us to continually grow. And so I invited him to church and revival, MKE. But um, God wants us to grow, and we are going to stand out. And as we grow more and more and go from glory to glory and get transformed into God's image and likeness, people are going to see and know because we're reflecting the glory of God. Amen? It's going to become an easier thing to share the love of Jesus because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Amen? So um, with that being said, us being moved from glory to glory, there's some things that God wants us to do. You know, he might not be asking you personally, live a fasted lifestyle because that might not be your next level. He might ask you to put some deeds of the flesh down. Stop watching a certain show. Start, uh, stop using certain language. Or start treating your loved ones with love. <laughs> it just depends on where you're at. God will correct you and instruct you. If you truly are desiring to go to the next level and you tell the Lord, Lord, show me what it is that's going to bring me to the next level, he'll show you. And sometimes, like I said, it might cause some growing pains. It might be a little uncomfortable to get out of your comfort zone and to grow. But it's exciting to know that you've pleased God. It's exciting to know that you've um, been faithful and done what he's asked you to do. And it's exciting to see God use you in new ways because you've reached another level in him. Amen? So, hallelujah, let's turn to Colossians 3. I'm going to read... A little bit of a lengthy portion here, verses 1 through 16. This is all about you going to the new level and another level in the Lord. And so now that he's like, once you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is what you're supposed to do. So once you receive Jesus, you're not just supposed to live, however, and think that you're going to make a great impact on this world unless you start the process within yourself. And so that's what the Lord's talking about here. Since you have been raised to this new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Begin thinking about things of heaven, not so much concerned with the things of this earth. For you have died to this, that life, and your real life is now hidden in Christ, in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So I say, put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Don't let it have a part in your life. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater. Worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, ang- the anger of God is coming. He said, you used to do these things, but now you've got a new life. In Christ Jesus, when your life was still a part of the world, you used to do these things. Now it's time to get rid of anger, rage, malice, behavior, slander, or dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have now stripped off your old sinful nature in, in all its wickedness. Put on your new nature, which is to be renewed as you learn and know your creator and become more like him. Isn't that good? So as you become more like him, as you learn to know your creator more and more, you're going from glory to glory. You're putting to death these sinful things. You're, basically, you are. You're living a fasted lifestyle. You're not yielding to your flesh anymore. You're learning to walk in the spirit. You're toddling along. You're, when you start to put away these things and have such a strong desire to please God, you start getting up off those knees and you start walking, amen, in the spirit. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be his holy people, he loves you. You must clothe yourself with tenderheartedness, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. You know, some of us might tip the boat once in a while or maybe fall on our face because we're running so hard. Uh, Make allowance for that. If someone's pursuing God and they make a mess up and they maybe uh, set a scripture wrong, which I do sometimes, um, just allow some room for people's growth. Because we're not all perfect, right? Some of us have some secret things that we're dealing with. Um, Just allow a little bit of room so that if we're pursuing God and we do a little mess up, that we can help each other and pick each other up. Amen? Make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. And remember, because the Lord forgave you, you must also forgive others. Above all else, clothe yourself with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. And last but not least, verse 16. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all wisdom that he gives. Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your hearts to the Lord. If you truly desire to be changed, to move from glory to glory... Meditate on Colossians 3. Allow it to sink deep in your heart and let God show you where maybe there are some things still lurking (laughs) from the old man. And he says, put to death those old things. You're not that person anymore. Put on your new life. Jesus gives you the strength and grace to live for him. The grace of God is the power of God and power to live for him. Not to live however you want to live. It's the grace of God that leads you to repentance, not to live however. It's the grace of God that empowers you to serve the Lord, amen, and to live the way that is pleasing to him. I don't know about you, but if I love somebody, I'm going to want to do what pleases them. And so if we love God, he says, he who loves me keeps my commands. Not goes the opposite way and then comes back. Not to say that God's not merciful and if we're repentant, he'll forgive us of our sins, yes. But we shouldn't want to displease him. We should want to serve him wholeheartedly, putting to death the deeds of that old man and put on our new man. And know that you're not alone. He gives you the grace and strength and power to live for him. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I am an overcomer. Amen? And so when you have struggles, say, God's power is made perfect in my weakness. When I am weak, it doesn't matter because God's strength is in me, and I can be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Amen? And so God wants us to grow in him, but we need to know that we have the power given to us, by God to uh, stabilize us, basically, to take us the, the mile or take us the, the way of the Lord. We're not left alone to try to struggle and do it on our own. I think that a lot of people don't come to that knowledge. They're not reading the word enough, and they give up on their Christianity. They give up on serving the Lord. They stay babies, and they understand the basics of Christianity, but they don't grow up in him because it was too hard on their own strength. God never wanted us to do it alone. He wanted to live and move and have your being. He wanted to strengthen you and show you the way and empower you to live for him. It's an exciting life to live, amen? So if we want to be changed into his image, we have to start by having a desire to want to walk in the fullness of who he called us to be. It all starts with having that hunger to go to the fridge, (laughs) that hunger to open the word, or that hunger to just get in his presence those who are hungry and thirsty he says they will be filled he doesn't even say anything about the ones who aren't hungry or are thirsty they're just going to stay where they're at unless they desire and you know him more of him let's turn to hebrews 5 Just verses 11 through 13. He says, there's so much more. Paul's really powerful, just to warn you. (laughs) There's so much more we would like to say about this. But it is difficult to explain, especially since you're you're spiritually dull and you don't seem to listen. (laughs) You have been believers so long. Now um, you ought to be teaching others. But instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basics about the Word of God. You are babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what's right. <laughs> we shouldn't be that way after 20-plus years living for the Lord. Actually, after, I've seen, like, I discipled a few people, um, and I've seen them grow up within six years. Um, Excel past others that I've known for 30 plus years. Um, Just simply, it's the desire to grow. It's the desire to hunger and thirst after God that brings you into that full maturity. And if someone's a Christian and they don't ever crack open the Word of God or they don't desire to come to a service that's not just um, required, but they're coming because they're hungry. They're coming to a revival service above and beyond their Sunday morning, or they're coming to Wednesday night because they want to just pursue God and just be in his presence. Um, And I'm not putting the guilt trip on anybody here, but I'm just saying, like, he's saying there is a place, you've been Christians for this many years, you should be teaching others by now. But instead, I'm still serving milk here. I don't want to serve milk, by the way. <laughs> there are churches that will just serve milk, and this is not one of them. If you desire to grow and flow in the things of God and the things of his spirit, you found the right place. Amen. But he says, um, instead, you need someone to teach you the basic things about God's word. You're babies, and you need milk and cannot eat solid food yet. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. And there's, that's okay if there's babies, and we help them mature into, you know, grown adults, but if they're still after years hearing, you know, needing that same message because they're not digesting it, then they, they haven't um, put any ambition to it themselves. They're expecting to be spoon-fed when you should be on your own, work you know, working and drawing close to God, you know, and reading your word. Solid food is for those who are mature through um, who training have the skill to recognize the difference between what is right and what is wrong. And so this is going to come with growth, with maturity. You're going to learn to know what's right and what's wrong. You're not going to need another believer to tell you you're going to grow up in the spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness with you. Okay, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not pleasing to God, you know, um, and then let's go move on to chapter six, verses one through three. So let us stop going over the basic teachings. He's like, I'm done teaching the simple basics. I want to get in deeper. I want to go further in the things of the spirit. And um, I believe that that as a body, that's where we're going. He's like, let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ. Not that we didn't need that firm foundation. He says let's stop going over it again and again, but let's go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the foundations, um, the importance of repenting from our evil deeds or placing our faith in God. You don't need further instructions about baptism or laying on of hands or the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. He says, And so, God willing, we will move on forward and further in our understanding. (laughs) And I just had to read that because it just shows us the heart of God. Like, I know it was like a strong word, and I was like, whoa, (laughs) but God's just showing me to share that with you, that we should desire to grow so that God can use us. And um, we shouldn't always, actually, you know, I've been to other churches, and I love what God's doing through other ministries and stuff like that, and there is a place for the um, ministers to give the milk of the word. There is a place. But um, once you grow past that, you begin feeling like you're not getting fed. You don't have any nutrition. And you, start, you should, should stir in you to start searching out More of God's presence, more get into his word more, and want to and desire to grow. And I believe that's why God placed us here and why we, you know, relaunch his passion church, because we're all about passion of his presence, passion of his word, passion to see God's people grow in the Lord. And I believe God's gonna draw people, I'm just gonna speak this out prophetically, that God's drawing people from the north, the south, the east, and the west who have been malnutritioned. For so long and for such a time as this, he is stirring up a hunger and a thirst in the body of Christ as a whole. And he's going to draw them to places, not just us, but places that will feed them and help them mature into the fullness of what God has called them to. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to stop settling. We shouldn't ever become settled (laughs) in where we're at. We should always desire to grow in the Lord and in our knowledge of him. Because that's God's will. We see it from the word of God. (sighs) Hallelujah. God, I wrote this um, statement down, someone else's message. But it says, God is not a stagnant God. He's a progressive God. He is not comfortable with giving his children second best He's not comfortable, and nor does he want us to be comfortable. We do. He's not comfortable with giving us yesterday's blessings, or we could say yesterday's manna. <laughs> um, he wants us to move on to the next level. He wants us to grow. And um, Isaiah forty three nineteen, we kind of claimed this as our scripture when we moved into this building. He says, "See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up." Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness. I'm making streams in the wasteland. God wants to do a new thing in your life. God wants it to be a continual process. He doesn't want you to ever be content just where you're at because there's always going to be more of God that you can have. He wants us to constantly be pursuing him with our whole heart. Amen. He says, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek for me with your whole heart. But you're not going to find more of God if you're just kind of casually coming to church and just kind of casually maybe a couple times a week um, cracking open a devotional. That's not enough. If you're really desiring to be filled with the fullness of God, you need to be excited and dive in and knowing that knowledge is going to bring you to maturity. Amen? Hallelujah. So God wants us to grow as a body of believers and go to the next level as well as individually, and it's going to come because of hunger. And I love it because where the hungry are, God fills us, which means we're going to receive outpourings of his spirit and outpourings of his presence and glory in this place. Matthew six eleven, 11, um, he says, give us, this is part of the Lord's Prayer, give us today your daily bread there's a daily portion that he wants to give you. And he doesn't want to give you yesterday's portion. He wants to give you today's portion and what he has for you today. And I'm kind of reminded in Ezekiel of um, the people of God being led through the wilderness, and they're crying out for nutrition, like physically. And um, so the Lord starts raining down manna and quail from heaven. And the Lord tells them that it's only good for that day, except for Saturdays uh, or, you know, so that they could have a day of rest instead of gathering. It would stay good, and they could boil it, and it would stay good for them. But, um, but there's a place, and, and even in the Word with them, him showing this as a demonstration, this manna was only good for that day. So God wants us to, to get filled with his presence and get filled with his Word, and he has something to give you every single day to help you be um, what is the word I'm trying to think of, to to get you to grow and to give you the nutrition that you need for that very day. Amen? So we need to constantly, constantly be desiring. Say, Lord, what is going to bring me to the next level? Constantly be hungering because if you do, if you hunger and thirst and you pray that prayer, which I'll lead you in in a minute, um, he'll show you But you have to be willing to maybe go through some growing pains. Maybe put down some flesh in some areas. But it's exciting to get and sit up for the first time. (laughs) It's exciting to go from sitting down and playing with a few toys to being able to crawl down the hallway and discover new rooms, right? So there's more to discover in God if you would just start sitting up on your own, <laughs> there's more to discover in God if you would start crawling or standing. And even if you have to hold on to some pews as you walk, start walking in the Lord and growing and going places and doing things because you've got gifts and talents on the inside of you that he created you to walk in. He created you to give out. But unless you walk in the spirit and not fulfill the loss of your flesh, unless you grow up in him, you'll never be able able to deliver those the way God intended. And I want you to grow. And I want you to walk in the fullness because it's an exciting life to find out more and more about God. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. The worship team can come on up. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Lord. I just thank you for your word, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, that it's powerful, Lord. And Lord, it's mighty, Father. I thank you, Lord, that your word is a two-edged sword, Lord. Lord, that it just can just remove things, Lord, from our lives. That's a hindrance, Lord. So, Father, I just pray today, Lord, that by your word and by your spirit, you're just removing things. You're breaking strongholds, bondages. You're setting the captives free. You're setting us free from sin that would lead us into failure, Father but, Lord, you're setting us free, and you're setting us on the right path, Lord. This path is a way of righteousness, Lord. This path is a path that we live to please you and not our flesh, Lord. Father, I just pray, Lord, today, show us, Lord, what is going to bring us to the next level in our walks with you, God. Show us, Lord, For each one personally, Lord, reveal to us, Lord, what we need to do in our lives, in our daily walks with you, what we need to do to pursue you, God, to go from glory to glory in our walks with you, God. So just begin asking the Lord, Lord, show me what's going to bring me to the next level.